ladies and gentlemen, Pat Maroon has lost in the Stanley Cup Finals. And we're back. It's bad that seeing him upset was actually kind of like cleansing and not seeing him lift the Stanley Cup over his head despite playing like 12 minutes a night. Despite contributing basically nothing to like any of the teams what are you he's talking been on. About? He's so good. Yeah, it was nice. You're just so jealous that you not a Bruin. I mean, hey, I, I would not complain about you know, at the very least, four straight Stanley Cup finals, you know, that that doesn't seem too bad to me, but <laughs> based on the I... results of the Bruins' last two trips there, though. Wow. <laughs> have, to, have to start it off early. Other than just the fact that Tampa finally lost, like, mm-hmm. I think the most hilarious thing and underlooked part is, uh, Corey Perry, uh, <laughs> yeah, is he a bad luck charm, or is he just unlucky? Four, wait, four straight? Nope, three, three. straight. Three, yeah. And like a, I was thinking of Maroon still. God, I love Pat Maroon so much. Can't stop thinking of him. Three straight. That's a clip. <laughs> finals appearances. What a loss! Loses to Tampa twice, joins them, and loses. So yeah, he just he pulled a Hosa. He he literally just did what Hosa did in what like two thousand nine. So obviously he's then gonna go on and win more, but <laughs> Yeah, it's just like I mean, let's be real, it's not like the uh bubble stars or the uh Montreal Habs <laughs> last year were uh as tough as competition as the Avs oh, were so for Tampa. Uh, you know. Safe to say, but yeah, it's kind of funny that Perry joins the Lightning after losing to them, and then he loses again. I'm not complaining, unless he joins the Bruins. I mean, then that brings you to the question of, would you rather lose in the finals or lose in the first round? Well... Which they, hurt they more, the Blues or this year? <laughs> that... There's your answer. Uh, let's be real, though. Don Sweeney could overpay Pat Maroon and Corey Perry, and they'd finish like 31st while every other team <laughs> like signs those guys, acquires those guys, and boom, cup contenders solely because of them, by the way. At least if we finish, you know, last in the league, we do have Taylor Hall, so that's an instant first overall pick. So it, I guess, it does balance out. Yeah. So if Tom you, re- if the some. Bruins really want to get Bedard, they should just sign Maroon and Perry, have just the ultimate screwed up luck squad, and <laughs> tank all the way, get Bedard, run it back next year. Bergeron comes back, Krejci comes back, Ras comes back. Whoa, whoa, you tried to sneak that in there. No, I, well, like, whoever votes on the uh, the end-of-year All-Star teams tried to sneak in Rask as a third-team All-Star vote, which I, I thought, thought was, was hilarious. Like hey, listen, I'm not complaining, right? <laughs> but, like, what? He... <laughs> 
he played four games and had like an 890 save percentage, you know? Yeah, I guess it was just kind of one of those like, yeah, just respect the player for trying to come back and everything, but. <laughs> I searched Tuker Ask on Twitter. I actually didn't see this until now, but it's a Ty Anderson tweet from the other night. Uh, Tuker Ask on receiving an all star team vote. Was it you? It wasn't you. Maybe it was me. That's good. Great season. Somebody told me the other day, hey, great season. And I was like, are you effing kidding me? What? <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't see that until now, but I can just imagine Tuka saying that. Like, I just yeah. clearly picture it in my head. I love it. What a guy. Hey. You'll never hear a bad word about Tuka from me. Uh, welcome to the club. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so classic, uh, in classic us fa- fashion, we managed to turn the Avs winning into the cup into Tuka Rask praise. So well done. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was great to see the Avs, uh, finally do it in the first year that I had not picked them to win the cup in the last four. So we are welcome, Colorado. Uh, that was all me, not Kale McCarr. And actually, certainly not really Darcy Kemper, but, you know. Um, I I was really hoping that uh, Soderberg would still be on that team, but, you know, he, he left Where last year. Uh, well, I, I googled it when they won the cup, so I was like, he's not there anymore, and I think he's playing in Sweden. He is. Yes. The Malmo Redhawks. Sure, that's a team. 52 games played, 22 goals, 19 assists. Casual. God. We're about to be a decade removed from the Carl Soderberg era with the Bruins. <laughs> God. Hey, it's about to, I mean, you know, give it he a year. It was good for, for a little bit there back in 13, 14 when they won the President's Trophy. What was it? Him. What's it? What was it Kelly? I forget what line he was, what his line mates were. I think it was Kelly and. I know Matt Frazier scored that OT winner in Montreal in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, I don't know that. Oh my god, I'm looking at that roster now. Justin Florek. Okay, this is like August content. Okay, yeah, no, anyways, literally. Yes, Carl Soderberg. <laughs> uh, yeah, love the guy. They they should they should send him a ring still. They should. They should send him every ring. Actually, he deserves it. And uh, Don Sweeney should send him a percentage of his. Thing because that's the only reason he got extended. I mean, yeah, Don Sweeney got extended. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Um, Just... let's not get to yeah. that yet because that's going to be the much more negative part. Um, well, that's the only thing to talk about. Well, you really want to draw out Avalanche? Come on, man. I I would like to draw out uh, the report that Patrice Bergeron is returning to the Bruins on a one-year deal. That's cool, but I'll believe it once pens to paper. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I saw that and I was like, okay, that's good, but like... I see the only one. <laughs> let's see it. You know, why is that... Yeah, why is that the only... Uh... And now it's been radio silence since that one... Well, yeah, because I, I saw something else uh, I they were gonna from sit another... Down or something next week. Or yeah, something. from another Bruins reporter that said like Bergeron was on vacation and that they were going to sit down, I guess. Thanks what would now be like this week. So now that Sweeney's extension is there, probably... You would think 
it's now Bergeron's time to re-sign, especially so the Bruins account cannot be ratioed so badly again. That was brutal. Oh my god. So bad. And obviously completely deserving, but... Yeah, uh, you got 577 likes on the tweet with 1,012 uh, quote tweets and 1,429 replies. And the contract, you know, the extension was done yesterday. <laughs> so, let's so are we, we, we let's do into it. This? Let's do it. Can I just laugh at something real quick? Absolutely. Charlie Jacobs on extending Sweeney. That's Under what I was... his management, yep. the Boston Bruins have been one of the winningest franchises in the league. A perennial playoff contender year in and year out. And you know what's funny, though? You could replace Sweeney with Cassidy, and it would make sense. Make more sense, actually. Because without Bruce Cassidy, Bruins ain't getting coached to 50 wins. With Eric Halla, second line center. And yeah. Trent Frederick, Charlie Coyle, and Craig Smith on a third line. That worked for like 10 games. Then they just slowly got worse, and we were like, oh, we're pretending we don't see it. They're fine. It's... <sighs> Mm-hmm. And obviously, uh, I mean, Nick Felino, we know how good he is, how much he contributes for $4 million. But yeah. So yeah, it's all Sweeney. It's all Sweeney. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, the big thing I got from, like, the quotes in that, you know, in the press release, like, you're really just giving Sweeney complete credit for the things that Cassidy did it's like sure that can be true the Bruins have been a very good team under Sweeney's management that does not mean he is the reason that they have been a very good team because you can copy and paste that exact same thing and put Bruce Cassidy in for Don Sweeney and that one will actually start to make more sense (laughs) um yeah god and, you know, I wish it didn't really seem like any reporter had the number on the multi-year part of it, because that's all they said was just multi-year. I'm, you know, I'm hoping that's two, but realistically, it's probably four. And why are players contracts like, like you know, every single detail, but for like management, it's like we're never going to show you anything. Yeah. And we're like contracts. only just starting to get like coach contracts being like public yeah and those are only really in tweets like there's I don't yeah see... yeah like i saw like pete DeBoer's four years and it's like 4.2 million a year which okay <laughs> dallas <laughs> i think cassidy was north of four million as well which like fair but and i must you know finish off that charlie jacobs quote uh kind of i'm gonna po- pose it as a question to you uh, so here's the quote, uh, well, the rest of it. Uh, While we recognize there's work to be done to achieve the ultimate goal of bringing the Stanley Cup back to Boston, I'm confident that Don's commitment to being best in class on and off the ice will help us climb that mountain once again. Now, I ask you, with Don Sweeney, do you have the faith that this will happen before that rebuild? Definitely has to kick. And that's just assume, say, Bergeron does come back. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, no. Because if, if he doesn't, then it, yeah, we're, uh, this is over. <laughs> this... Yeah, it's... Listen, priority number one this offseason is extending Pasternak. Yes, you want a second-line center, but you have to extend Pasternak. Otherwise, your future is uh, even worse you... than it looks. Imagine they didn't extend McAvoy last fall, and we're sitting here right now wondering if, oh, offer sheets could be coming in. God. Everyone's going to trade him. Oh, that's one thing I guess you could give Don Sweeney props for. And it's funny because he's not always terrible. No. But it's like he does one good thing and then two bad things. Yeah, one step forward, <laughs> two steps back. But also, like, signing, like, I'm not trying to give him no credit, but first off, you know, trading for a player of Taylor Hall's caliber, who makes it clear he only wants to go to your team, you know, that's, you know, I guess he deserves credit for realizing that and, you know, willing to give up Taking a whole advantage of York it, in a yeah. second. And then, I guess, you know, I, to me, signing the player that you drafted and developed and, you know, isn't as, like, deserving of praise. I don't know. It's praiseful for sure, but, like, I don't see it. I as... think I think you can give him praise for hey, the McAvoy pick was a good pick. Contract's good. You have him for eight years. But then, yes, you can also say, okay, well, you also have guys like Jacob Frisbacka Carlson. Jack Stadnika. Are are you scoring? There's there's enough to go down. Say it. Well, no, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not going through all of them. There's too many. Say, no, um, say the say the ones that we know. You know. Zachary Senishin. I'm not gonna say Debrask, but the borrow. Debrask is the one where I'm like, alright, that's fine. Sabor yeah, and Senishin well, we don't talk about. It's the best of a bad situation. Yep. Uh, we don't need to talk about that draft, but, but yeah, the the point is, I think yes, we can say that is a good thing that Sweeney did, but then there's also X Y Z, one two three four five seven eight nine ten. Yeah, I was gonna say that is also not good. It's like yeah, his extensions. He's he's been pretty good with re-signing players. I've always said that. It's just when he's actually signing players. When he hands out five contracts to five different veteran forwards on the first day of free agency, and then you kind of go out and blame your coach for not being able to develop young players, you know, when you just instantly don't give them any sort of room in the lineup, you know, it's sort of a funny double standard that you're holding up. But. Well, I mean, hey. They're gonna get their guy in uh, David Quinn to to to, to coach to, those to young do guys. Do the exact same thing that he did in New York, which was be bad with the, the young guys. Better young guys too. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's the thing. It's like they've like I I had I had this prepared because obviously I have to do my anti Quinn rant, which Thank like you. before this starts, right? Boy, obviously we are Bruins fans. We are mm-hmm. going to cheer for the team. We will. We are. Yeah, believe it or not. Uh, contrary to what some people do online, uh, you know, we will. 
want the best for the team and cheer on players, management that we don't like. Like, yeah, I want Sweeney to completely turn it around and prove that he can really do this. I want Connor Clifton to be a good defenseman. I want the Bruins to wear cup, wear cups, win cups. I mean, they can wear them if they want. Like, yeah, that might be safe. But um, yeah, keep going. David Quinn. It's a joke. I will root for him if he is if he is their choice. Obviously, I'm going to root for him. But there's always a but. He's not the choice. He cannot be the choice. In three years with the Rangers, he had a point percentage of 0.521. He missed the playoffs basically all three years. And I say basically because they were in the qualifying round in the bubble after the, you know, 70 game 1920 season in which they got 3-0 swept by Carolina. So they didn't even technically make the 16 team playoffs anyways. And, you know, it's not like I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, the bubble playoffs mattered or anything. But it's like they were seventh in the Metro and 11th in the East in that season regardless. So they weren't going to really make the playoffs anyways. So you're looking at a guy who's one year removed from that. Like the only season he, he didn't like. Like, this past season that just happened, you know, Avs winning the Cup is the one season that Quinn has not coached in the NHL in the last, you know, I guess four years, right? And you're going to go to this guy who missed the playoffs three straight seasons, this guy who's known for not being great in the locker room, for not being great with young players, and you're going to say, yeah, that's our guy. It just doesn't make sense. I And it's the same stupid, typical NHL thing of, yep, we have to just go and sign these same 40 guys because we can't think outside of the box. I didn't hear the stuff about him not being good in the locker room or whatever. But I will say, you know, in, you know, to play devil's advocate, uh, you know, you see it a lot where coaches, you know, mm-hmm. aren't good at their jobs. You know, frankly, usually they take maybe more than one season off, but they, you know, reinvent themselves. And, you know, if the Bruins did do happen to sign him as their coach, you know, we'll pray that that's what happened. Yeah, because like... I'm not holding out much hope yeah. that that is the case. But can can I just... I'm looking up Bruce Cassie's... Uh, Coaching on hockey DP. Um, well, I was just gonna say, yeah, like Cassidy's first go around his... with Washington was not good. Yes. Granted, I think it was like a ten-year gap between that and uh, over. How how long was it? Uh, well, he his last season as a head coach for the Bruins was oh three oh four. Or for the Caps. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. It hasn't been that long. Yeah. <laughs> It's been three weeks. Feels like it. All right. Uh, I hope you're not looking at the page. I'm about to ask you a question about Bruce Cassidy's coaching. Uh, With the Bruins in his six seasons, although obviously one wasn't full. Yep. What would you say is his worst points percentage? I would assume like 580. Like in a season? Yeah. 652. (laughs) 
and that was he's he's had a six fifty two oddly enough three years of his six. But I mean, come well, on. it was one of those when they made the cup finals. Was like one of was yes, that eighteen nineteen. Yes, yeah. and then the last two seasons they've had a six fifty two points percentage. It's Jesus. But yeah, casually, you know, between that, you know, nineteen twenty is seven one four. Uh, in his twenty seven game stretch in twenty seventeen, he had a six eighty five. Uh, seventeen eighteen, a casual six eighty three. So you know he might have figured himself out, which I mean, that's awesome to see. Especially, well, like that's that's a long time in between. He went down to the minors. He even actually, I'm seeing it now. I didn't realize this. He went down to the OHL for uh, between two thousand six two thousand eight. Obviously, completely uh, revamped everything, and that's awesome. I love Bruce Cassidy. Man, why does he have to go to Vegas? Anyways, oh wait, did we did we even talk about that? Yeah, I, I kind of had that as a like, <laughs> uh, like I, I Jack I, as a gonna win a cup thing. Game. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I expect Vegas to win in the next three years. Like that that team should not have missed the playoffs. Granted, yeah, they had a bunch of injuries and everything, but that team should not have missed the playoffs. And oh, you got Bruce Cassidy now, so that's gonna help. And, like, Vegas feels like such a good town for, like, to live just in? Cassidy. Well, no. <laughs> no. Well, to live around, not in. Yeah. Around. I'm sure those suburbs are very nice. Yeah. And just, like, the general vibes of, like, Cassidy, I feel like that's just going to be, like, perfect for, like, the Vegas media Rolex, and everything. You know, before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they're uh, two point six million uh, under the cap. I mean, over the cap. So yeah, but they uh, they have who did they just get for LTIR? Shea Weber. Shea Weber. That was our, yeah, that's with him on LTIR. Probably. Oh, okay. At least according to Cap Friendly, it has him under LTIR. Oh yeah, projected cap space zero dollars, and then the brackets two point six million. In big old red. <laughs> oh wait, no. This team is projected to exceed the salary cap by means of long-term injured reserve, so maybe they're fine. I guess LTR, yeah, it doesn't kick in until the start of the season, I believe. So that's probably just why it's different. But even then, they don't have. This should be illegal. I'm sorry, but (laughs) Brent Seabrook, Shea Weber, like, yeah. I mean, didn't Brent Seabrook like full-on retire? Like, I understand with Weber at least, like he got injured. He really hasn't said he was gonna. at least I I didn't see it that he was definitely done. But like I'm pretty sure Brent Seabrook had like oh it's his last game celebration and he's done. That was like in the middle of twenty that twenty nineteen twenty season. Well, in the middle of well, the hardy shortened season. Yeah. Uh, I think I think they basically said like Weber's not going to be able to come back from it. So it's basically just like a he's not officially retired yet, but his contract's still going. So like yeah, I'm gonna take all this money, and. I can't blame him. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, it's it's he the hasn't NHL since LTR. December fifteenth, twenty nineteen. Jesus, Seabrook. Uh, Seabrook. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, you can totally just you know trade that contract around. Yeah. You know, fake fake rules. I mean, Datsuk's contract still existed a few years ago, right? Like, or not Datsuk? Yeah. No, I, I think it was someone on the. Was it Datsuk? Yeah, it was. He was didn't he was on the uh, Coyotes technically. Yeah. In all the NHL games, you'd have to go in and put him all the way down so that 
you would yeah. casually go go crazy. But I I think it's one thing there should be a rule where you can get those contracts you know if you're above it but you cannot use LTIR for those contracts. Yeah, well, it doesn't know. seem like the NHL wants to change it. And well, thank you. Yeah. So now, basically, if you're not using that loophole, you're stupid. Pretty much, yeah. Like, if the Bruins trade for a contract like that to use LTIR, I'll be like, yeah, it's good, cool. Like, at this point, oh, yeah. like, well, you now can't I think... fault it. <laughs> yeah, now every time it's like, it's it's cool to see other GMs, you know, realize what they can get away with and use it to help them. What, not get away with signing Nick Foligno for two years? Yeah, I was going to say, all these other guys are manipulating the cap like a mad scientist and Don Sweeney's just Getting manipulated by Nick Foligno's agent. (laughs) Honestly, I don't even think that would be required. I guarantee you they don't give them that money from the start. Oh my god. Um, Later on, we'll have to have a, not tonight, uh, cap-friendly trade segment because... Oh yeah. There are about almost every single trade on here has about five different team trades. So Jesus, oh my God, there's one with the Leafs. I'm gonna read this out. Pasta for Marner straight up. <laughs> okay, all right, I, I'm going home. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough already of that. Oh man. Um, quickly back to. Uh, Bruins head coach candidates because you know David Quinn does seem to be the front runner, but there have been some other guys uh, named in there. Jay Leach is there, which that's I someone that's, I don't hate. That number one, you think in your mind? In my head, yeah. Uh, Jim Montgomery's also that's been an intriguing one. Around. I don't know how to. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that that's one uh, where I'd be like, okay. <laughs> Uh, Joe Sacco makes completely no sense because yeah. that's be so literally boring. just the same guy. Well, like, not the same guy as Cassidy, obviously, but it's like, come on. You you wanted seven. a new voice. Why are you just... Yeah. Uh, Spencer Carberry. I don't know how to say his last name properly. I, I, he's the Leafs assistant coach currently right now, I believe. Seemed, you know, didn't seem like an awful idea. And then I think it was today, Elliot Friedman had said that the Bruins are taking a look at two Tampa Bay Lightning assistants, uh, Jeff Halpern and Derek Lalonde, who knows how to say his name, but that's a thing. Um, And especially if they're looking at the Lightning assistants now, you know, two days removed from the cup being handed out. You know, the coaching search still might be taken another week. But, you know, you'd ideally want a coach by the draft so they can also have some input. Maybe. Maybe. But at this point, it just seems like, you know, Cam Neely's controlling everything. So. It it would be interesting to see how Don Sweeney is as a, as a GM just on his own, you know, without Cam Neely overseeing everything. But I think they're both the perfect idiots for each other. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, okay. Other than that. I mean, there was, well, speaking of Neely uh, and Sweeney, perfect idiots, there there were the few things that Cassidy said 
well, not a few, but there were many things that Cassidy said at his final press conference <laughs> that he just randomly did for the Boston media. Uh, one, and the two notable things that I, I took from that was uh, one that there was a point when Cam Neely went to Cassidy and said, be careful in regards to him calling players out to the media, which why <laughs> like he never made it like actually overly personal no you just say yeah we need more out of him we need more compete we need this which i think you should be able to do that yeah and <laughs> yeah exactly that it's like i feel like a lot of the time too people like a lot of people were calling Cassidy out to say more about yeah. X player. It's not like he was saying going off on everyone. Like, oh, Clifton. He just shows up to a media uh, session and he just whips out a piece of paper that he unfolds like ten times and he's like, all right, we'll start from the top and goes through every player and just rips them personally. Patrice Bergeron. Okay, I can't do that. Brad Marshall. <laughs> he says Patrice Bergeron, then sniffles. And he's like. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I can't. Okay, this, though, yeah. like... <sighs> mm-hmm. uh, first Cassidy done dirty. I mean, we knew that. Yeah. But I mean, we've I recorded didn't... an hour after it happened. That was the last episode. was <laughs> just an wow, hour after Cassidy was fired. Not... not fun? No, we're not having a great start. We... I mean... Something positive needs to happen here. You you know what would be fun, right? Is if, you know, you thought your boss was just coming over for like, you know, just like a nice, a nice meeting coming to your house, you know, just talking about the state of everything. And then you get fired. How would, uh, how'd you, how'd you think that would, how'd you think that would feel? Pretty damn awesome. (laughs) I listened to, uh, like the day after Bruce got hired in Vegas, he went on Darren Drager and Ray Ferraro's uh, podcast. Yeah. Um. Oh my God, it's been so long that I don't remember exactly what he said, but he, he got a call that he was stopping by, and he went to his wife and was like, "Uh, this is happening. Uh, this can't be good." <laughs> and it was not good. Yeah. It's just like, why are you going to his house to fire him? Like, that's the absurd part of that. Obviously, firing him is stupid. But yeah, like, man, do it in a public place. Then he can't freak out, you know? Like, And you know Cassidy. That man never has a smile on his face behind a bench. I. It's just so weird. And, like... Especially the fact that, like, Cassidy himself, like, said that. And it's like, yeah, no, this is what happened. I'm like, yeah, so he uh, definitely was not happy and probably is not uh, not on great terms with uh, Sweeney. You know, one one might think. One might be inclined to believe. But, you know. If, you Why know, would they let him fire assistants if they're going to just fire him? Yeah. Yeah, I'm middle sorry, of May. I, are we over this, by the way? No. It's been almost a month. No, we're not. Like, the middle of May, Cassidy is told that his job is safe for the final year of his deal, and Cassidy then fires Kevin Dean, his assistant coach. 
And then three weeks later, Sweeney goes to Cassidy's house and fires him. And it's like, what are you, what are you doing? It's just a whole lot of fun. It's just what everything is. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I don't know if there really is too much else to add. Um, I think we have like one. Yeah, we have one question from obviously Tyler Seeker. Um, so if you want to hop to that, and maybe if you want to pull up a few armchair GMs to end it, but oh, you mean you want to subject yourself to that? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Because okay. I mean, Ty- Tyler Seeker's uh, question. Uh, he, he's also a Wings answer. fan, so he so he has he has a ah, question about it. So he asked, I, "I may not like this where it goes." Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, Philip Ronick, and the eighth overall pick to New Jersey for the second oh. overall pick. Um, I think that is too much of an overpayment to move up six spots. I don't think you have to give up Bertuzzi. Um, but also, who knows? Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, unless you uh It also depends I on mean, if Shane Wright falls there. That's what I was just gonna <laughs> say. Although I guess if that left winger is I don't even know how to pronounce his name, I'm not gonna try it. Yep. Neither are you. Um but if that guy gets taken over Shane Wright, then you know, even if he's Then a lot of teams are calling the it, devils instantly. One or two yeah, one or two seems like a pretty good well, no matter what you could get a good player, but again yeah. that's What's Pertuzzi's contract like? Didn't he just get like a massive extension? I can't. Remember. I don't think it's. I don't think it's too. It's, it's bad. almost July. Uh, okay, he's actually UFA after this. Yeah, one. Season, yeah, one so. year at four point seven five. So. Well, if they don't that actually does change my mind a little. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Hey, screw it. Do it. Fun. Uh, he has two more questions. Do you think the if, wings? I, I don't know if New Jersey would move that pick though. Yeah, I don't know. I know they're taking calls and everything, but, like, of course they are. <laughs> okay, can we just also say I am tired of the Devils jumping up in the draft? Oh, my God, yeah. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> they're still not good. <laughs> right? Like, at least if you're going to jump up so much, be good. Yeah. God, get it together. Um, yeah, so he, he also asked uh, if we think the wings are a good fit for Kadri. I think they need to continue on their own path and not sign. Yeah, I okay. I don't know. Because there's definitely I there's definitely the spot because you got Larkin and then basically no one else at center really. You know, that's too notable as of right now. But uh What are you trying to say about Sam Gagne? Oh yeah, sorry, my bad. Yeah, that's what I thought. He's not even signed, but well, you know what? They're gonna. Well, actually, can I can I ask you this? Because ask me anything. Are the Bruins a good fit for Kadri? I see both sides of it. Which are? He's how old is he again? Uh, that yeah, I about do not 30, know. Right? Okay, he's uh, thirty-one. Yeah, he's thirty-one. So, I mean, we can use this argument like we've talked before, where, hey, in five years, or, okay, three years, that contract won't matter because you'll be fighting for the 
fighting for the draft lottery, maybe. Yes. But, you know, so that, you know, I, I just and got the history with DeBrusque. I mean, if they're keeping DeBrusque, then do you bring oh. that in? I, I actually didn't think about that. I mean, listen, the Bruins brought in Johansson after Marshaw elbowed him in the head, which is basically the exact same thing that happened here. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I... I would I would welcome Kadri. I'd just be deathly scared of that contract. Yeah. Yeah, plus who knows if he can replicate. I mean, he'll play, he'll play with Taylor Hall. I mean... Can't hurt. Hall, Kadri, Pasternak. Probably be with Bergeron since Martian's out. Start the year. So then oh, you got what? Kadri with uh, Brusque. Unless you got Brusque with Hall and Hall Bergeron to Brusque. There's so yeah. many question marks for this team. No, I know how you sell Kadri. You say you get to play with Nick Felino to start the season. God. Oh my God. So easy. Wait, as long as he gets Craig Smith on the other side. Oh, perfect. Then he'll have no points in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm, I love Craig Smith, but like, man, you gotta have a single point in the playoffs. Ugh. Yeah, wasn't he getting power play time too? So it's like, I think so. Come on, come on, Brosif. Yeah, he's yeah. Coming, Brosif. Bro Smith. Um. Wow, that was genius. Yeah, and then I mean. It, Tyler Seeger's last question was just why the why do the Bruins continue to hurt me? And I wish I knew. I wish I, I knew. You know, I think a lot of people would be better off if we knew the answer to that. We'd help. We, that would help yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. All right. Do you have any uh, any interesting armchair GMs before we wrap this up? I'm glad you asked. I might not be. Right, well, I haven't read these over, but I picked. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Picked five different trades that have five different teams. All right, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. All right, the first one. You got signing a Sean, RFA, Kai- Kaiser, Kieser, what's Kaiser. Kaiser, okay, I've heard it like three different ways in the last year alone. Okay, so you re-sign your RFAs, and then, oh, you put an offer sheet in for Dylan Strome. Two years, Uh-oh. 2.5. Okay. I, I, have a I don't see why they wouldn't just match that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, and Patrice Bergeron signing for $1.5 million. Uh, sure. I would love it if his cap hit is that low. I don't, I don't know. It won't that. be. Uh, then you trade Mike Riley to the New York Islanders for a third-round pick. Why is every trade every Mike trade, Riley every trade to Mike the Riley Islanders goes, for yep. a third? Yep. Every single time. Oh, wait. I lied. It wasn't an offer sheet. It was Studnika and a third for Dylan Strom. This is what happens when I don't read ahead. Okay. Uh, Craig Smith in a fourth to Seattle for a second because Seattle's in a position to give up seconds. For Craig Smith, yep. <laughs> hey, and a fourth. Come on. Oh, yeah. I can't, can't forget for, for some reason here, you're swapping third round picks with Montreal <laughs> and not even Montreal's own like own pick. It's Anaheim's pick. For of course. Reason. Yeah. No, as you do. Um, Then the Bruins get a second round pick. From the Jets for two thirds. What? So the the thirds you acquire in the Mike Riley and Montreal third round pick trade, you flip to Winnipeg for St. Louis's second round pick. So now you have three second round picks. Wow. So I, so cool. <laughs> why? 
why is someone on like armchair GM like doing draft day pick trades? Oh my god! Oh my god! You're gonna go crazy on this next one. Are you ready for this? Oh, oh god! Boy. Okay, RFA. Wait, hold on. Let me scroll down. And make sure I'm not okay. I'm not missing anything. Okay. Well, first I'll start with a trade. Linus Allmark to the Devils <laughs> for Miles Wood and Pavel Zaka. Zaka, Zaka, Zaka. I mean, or... they probably would look good as Bruins, yep. but like, okay. And you sign... Yeah, I like those names, but I don't know if you can give up Allmark. But they have the Bruins in that place uh, signing Scott Wedgwood to a three-year, $1.1 million per year deal. <laughs> okay. Uh, Patrice Bergeron, one year, $2 million. Sure. Andreas Athanasiu, two years, two point five. I mean, all right, but Ilya Mikheyev, five years, two point five per. He's gonna get. He's more gonna that. get more than that. All right, this is. Bear with me, Paul Stasny, two years, three million. <laughs> we not learned our lesson. Okay. <laughs> PK Subban, two yep, years. Yep, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> okay, I like this next one though. Frank Vetrano, three years, four point five. Sold. I actually don't mind that number. I mean, yeah, I, I like what I I've seen. I don't, I don't hate. Obviously, it. you'd like it less, but so uh, then Scott Wedgwood one point one. Don't that, there's still trades, okay? Oh God. <laughs> so where does Just Mike like... Riley go for a third? <laughs> what do you think? What is do you it, think? Is it the Islanders? <laughs> and in the additional details, the guy put universally agreed upon value. Oh my Are God. Sure about that. Okay, Matt Grizzlick to the. Oh my god, I forgot their name. The Kraken for a second and a third. Okay, move two left. And as I said, all mark for Wood and Zaka. Yep. Uh, Eric Halla to the Oilers for a fifth. Okay. Uh, Nick Felino anywhere. May need to be a buyout, which the Bruins are buying out anyone. We yep. have this. Uh, Trent Frederick and Craig Smith to Ottawa for two thirds. Okay. And then. Zaboral, DeBrusque, a first and a third to the Flyers for Ivan Provorov. I was wondering where your left-handed defenseman was going to come in, especially when you said Zaboral was going in that trade. I mean, I don't hate Provorov, but what does that make the lineup? Uh Oh, I just closed out of it. <laughs> Control shift Hold up, T. I'll find it. Was it Wait, what? Control shift, shift T. T? Oh my god. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, uh, so obviously... Whoa, this guy's got a jump here. Marchand, Bergeron, Lysel. Oh, no. That's not happening. Paul, Coil, Pasta. So despite all that, Charlie Coyle is your second-line center, so it's a fail. Paul Stasny, third-line center. And Frank Vetrano, your third-line right wing. And then for some reason, Miles Wood on the fourth-line, Pavel Zaka on the fourth-line center. Ilya McKayev, fourth line right wing. And then Oscar Steens, your 13th forward. Jesus. Then you got Lindholm, McAvoy, Provorov, Carlo. That's a tall defensive pairing. <laughs> uh, Forbert, Clifton. No matter what, we're left with Forbert, Clifton. <laughs> All right. Try to uh, run from it. Forbert, Clifton arrives all the same. <laughs> <laughs> this one is entitled Bergeron's Last Ride. Oh, no. Okay, so we'll start it off. Bergeron, one year, 2.5. Okay. Anton bleeds $750,000, which go. we know probably won't happen. It's literally not going to happen. It's so funny, though. This guy has bleed signings if he'd want to in the first place, but he's still uh, like your 13 forward. So that's <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, so RFA, you know, basically all their RFAs they have signing, just to 
minor league deals. Uh, then Patrice Bergeron, like I said, one year, two point five. Anton bleeds seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Ilya Mikheyev, three years, four million. That's probably more in his market, I'd say. Which he's an interesting player for sure. Um, Zidane Ochara, one year, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Colton Stevier, one year, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Braden Holpe, two years, two point seven five million per. Huh. Uh, Mike Riley to the Red Wings for a third. Oh, changing Connor up. Clifton to the Canucks for a third. Okay. Nick Foligno in a second to Columbus for future considerations. Chris Wagner to Arizona for a seventh. And then Ulmark to the Oilers for a 2023, so not this draft, first and a third. So the lineup... Uh, Marshawn, Bergeron, DeBrusque, Hall, Coyle, Pasta, Mikheyev, Halla, Smith, Frederick, Nosek, Steen, with Sevier and Bleed as your extras. And Chara's your seventh defenseman on this squad. <laughs> All right. It's just retool. not... It's just not... It's second line center robust, and it's not Charlie Coyle there. So... <laughs> if uh... one doesn't have it, you're basically not going to win a cup. But you're not really going to want to cut anyway. So this one's going to be fun. I haven't really read it, though, but it says retooling through free agency. Oh, God. Uh, so Bergeron, one year, three million. Sure. I like, I like that. Uh, Josh Brown back. Okay. Let's okay. go. All right. Now we're talking. Uh, all their, you know, minor league guys resigned. Curtis Lazar, four years, one million per. I okay. He signs for more. Vili Huso, six years, three million per. What? Philip Forsberg, eight years, nine million per. Okay. Frank Vetrano, four years, four million per. Where's this cap space coming <laughs> from? <laughs> Wait, let me see. Let me make sure. Because if this is just a joking one, I'm. Oh, there's cap space at the end of this. Okay. Okay. Did I? What, what was the last one I just did? Um. Forsberg. Yeah, Forsberg. Vitrano. Vitrano, yeah. Frank Vitrano, four years, four million. Max Domi, three years, three million. David Perron, three years, four million. <laughs> PK Subban, three years, one million per. Jan Ruda, four years, 2.5 million per. And My their God. RFAs are resigned. And then created David Krejci, one year, three million. So you got to think, okay, well, money's got to be moving out. So what? Allmark goes, Felino goes, Hala goes, Riley goes, Grizzly goes. Rizlik and Craig Smith to Arizona for two seconds, because why would they do that? Eric Halla to Ottawa for Tampa's second-round pick. Nick Foligno in a second to Arizona for a fifth. Mike Riley to the Blackhawks for a third. Everything's a third. For Shout-out Mike Riley. Derek Forbert to the Devils for a third. Taylor Hall to the Senators for their first-round pick in 2023, so that'll, in what? theory, be a better pick. So your lines, Forsberg, wait, what? Okay, well, for some reason they have the lines switched. Okay, so it's Marshan, Bergeron, Perron. Oh, right. Forsberg, Krejci, Pasta. That would be fun, that would be fun <laughs> to watch, I won't lie. Uh, Max Domi, Charlie Coyle, Frank Vetrano, Trent Frederick, Thomas Nosek, Curtis Lazar, Lindholm, McAvoy, Ruda, Carlo, The Borrell, Uban. And then Swayman and Vili Husso. 
with your scratches being Connor Clifton, Josh Brown, and Jesper Frodeen. Because, yes, the Bruins would carry eight defensemen and one unproven right winger. It's a bit more than just retooling. (laughs) You know, it's like completely changing the team. That's playing NHL 22 with the trades on easy. Yeah, literally. Okay, this last one. Mm -hmm. I'll read you the title. Boston pasta probably dealt at deadline. Oh, no. But there's no pasta trade. What? Okay, well, this guy basically... Wow, this guy really doesn't have the Bruins doing anything. I picked a bad one. All right, well, Stanika Sean signed. Bergeron, one year, 6.5. I hope he, you're able to get him down from that. Uh, Lazar, one year, 875,000. Uh, Derek Forbert and a third to Columbus for Billy Sweezy. Why do I think Don's going to make that trade just so he can have Sweezy with Sweeney? But anyways, Trent Frederick to the Sabres for a fourth. Chris. Okay, brief timeout. Yeah. Uh, Trent Frederick to the Sabres for a fourth. Chris Wagner to the Sens for a seventh. Connor Clifton to Seattle for a fourth. So basically, you're running back the same pathetic group as the year before. I don't know why this person even thought this was a good idea to make. And it's a perfect <laughs> one to end on. Yeah, because that's probably what we'll be looking at, minus the seven injured players. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't wait for the draft. Actually, I mean, the draft should be fine. Because it's not like we can be mad at, like, a first-round pick, you know? Like, any anything yeah. past the first round is just like, all right, whatever, you're just taking shots at a dartboard. So, like, you know, the Bruins pick, I don't know what overall it is in the second round. It's, like, probably 50-plus. So, it's like, yeah, sure, they'll be taking a guy there. And they have the Flames third, their own fourth, no fifth. Sixth, and then their own seventh, and the Sen seventh. So I can't wait for that. Is uh, DeBrus going to be dealt at the draft? No, it, he's staying. You think so? I think he's staying. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, it definitely seems like. <laughs> hey, if I was Jake DeBrusque and I was told, "Hey, you stay, we'll keep you with Bergeron and Marchand," I'd say, "Okay, sign me <laughs> up." And then in two years, I'm going to get like. 10 million a year because I'm going to keep scoring with them. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I would not complain. But yeah. hopefully um, by the next time we're doing this, which should be probably like the night of day two, or the the night of the second day of the draft. So like the second to seventh rounds, hopefully around that time, uh, we should be back so basically just like a week. Uh, hopefully the one, Bergeron will be signed, and two, the Bruins will have a coach. If they don't have a coach by the draft, might be I'll be very surprised. Well, I don't know if I'll be too surprised, actually, given who runs this team, uh, but it'll be bad. <laughs> uh, and on that note, Unless you have anything else to add. No. That's all we got. We will be back uh, in a week. And I just am so excited for the offseason.